Today on Calm Talk by Geek Devotions, we're going to be talking about track, Teen Reach Adventure Camp, and Celeste and I's time serving this camp this past summer. Glicks, what is going on? We are receiving a signal from a new area on the planet Geekery. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening comes in three, two, one. Hello, Devoted Geeks. Welcome to Calm Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I am Dallas, and this is... Celeste, and we are so thankful that you have hit play today. And uh, I don't think we've ever done this on our Calm Talk, but if you don't listen past this point, you're loved. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys, this is episode 104 of Calm Talk, and we're talking about track teen reach adventure camp you guys may have heard about this uh, a few months ago celeste and i did a 40 hour live stream yeah we did with an amazing team of individuals to raise funds so that we could help send some kids to this camp and also we got the opportunity to serve the camp uh celeste and i were kind of in charge of the media department there and we uh we took a lot of pictures and all kinds of stuff and um it was really really impactful and so uh, we thought that today's podcast, we'll talk about some stuff from the girls' camp and the guys' camp because they were separate. Um, but Celeste, why don't you just give the audience some idea of what we did during this camp? What was our role? So our role was you and I were the photography uh, directors. So you had our main directors, which were Brittany and Logan k mm-hmm. You had the assistant directors, which was Jaron and Sierra Hall. And then you had us, the directors of photography. Um, we also had Erica and T and then Dana and Corey who were over uh, basically the games. Right. But it wasn't just games. Like, and that's, that's the thing that needs to be understood. These aren't just like them playing games. Like, you know, we're going to play kickball guys. Yeah. But this was like, like really thought out. Meant to make them think. Make them think, make them work through some stuff, help them to see how things worked out in their lives. Yeah. And so that, that was the team. We had a director of women who was there for the, the female leaders. And then you have a director of men who was there for the men leaders so that you had an adult that you could talk to because mm-hmm. our counselors, while they knocked it out of the park, these kids are going through things that, that it's, it's rough. It's yeah. not, even knowing that going in until you see it and you put a face with it, mm-hmm. it it doesn't really hit you about how hard it's going to hit you. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's kind of what the camp, what we did. And again, the camp was for teenagers who are in the foster care system. Yeah. This is, um, it's not connected to rural family kids camp, which is a camp for little kids for, that are in foster care. Yeah. But it was kind of birthed out of it. The lady who created this camp, um, she served rural family for years and years and um she got a burden in her heart for kids ages 12 through 16 this next gap because there was nothing for them right because and this is something i didn't understand the reason it cuts off at 16 is partially because of age difference mm-hmm. but also at 16 the foster kids can then go and serve in royal kid families mm-hmm. so until they hit the point where they can go back and serve there was nothing right so um, it was, it's just an interesting situation. And so she built this camp and, um, 
our 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 benevolent leaders, <laughs> Bernie and Logan and uh, Jaron and Sierra, they had a heart for this, and they went through the training, and they started this camp up here in our area, and it was really really something special. And um, so we want to talk about we want to talk about the girls' camp, we want to talk about the guys' camp um, for security reasons. Uh, the location of the camp will not be given yeah. while we talk about this. We're not going to be using any real names uh, or any names if we can't help it for any of these kids um, because we want to protect them. Yeah. Um, these kids are coming from some crazy situations. They're in the foster care system. Uh, we had one uh, young person that was actually, uh, that, that came out of juvie to come to the camp. And so there's a lot. Yeah. We had one individual who, was supposed to be in court that day mm-hmm. to testify against some things that had been done to her. Yeah. And she came from city hall court to the camp. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's, these you, kids definitely need their privacy. Exactly. And so they need protection. And so that's kind of what we're doing. But there's a lot of stuff. Again, many of you devoted geeks help support us in helping to support the camp. Yes. Uh, you guys prayed for us. You gave donated money um, and a lot of things. And so we want to say thank you. We want to give you an update. We want to share with you guys what's going on now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we released a special bonus podcast. Yeah. Uh, from my personal podcast from, uh, which is called uh, good morning devotional podcast. And, uh, where I kind of shared some thoughts and a really interesting story and a little devotional. You guys can check that out. There'll be a link in the description down below, but today is more of a, let's talk about what actually happened at this camp yeah, overall. and how it impacted you and I as individuals. Yeah. So uh, let's kick this off. We're talking about the girls camp and um, it was, it was different. It was <laughs> the feel of both of the camps was very different from each other. Mm-hmm. And some of that was uh, not to get into the boys camp, but there was a different level of need for the camp. Yeah. So well, let's focus on the girls camps. So yeah. That's what, what, how would you describe what the girls camp was like? Um, quiet. Yeah. Like the girls were quiet, mm-hmm. which, which is, is strange, strange. Cause <laughs> you and I both know from working with teenagers, just in general, the girls are not normally quiet. Mm-hmm. And if they are, they're generally gossiping about somebody exactly. like that's just the, the stereotype <laughs> is probably right. And it may not be malicious gossip. It's just, you know, they're talking. Just what happens. It's just what happens. Um, but it was, it was quiet. Even when people were having issues, when girls were having issues, there wasn't, it wasn't super loud. It wasn't super brash. It was just a, Hey, where's this kid? Oh, they're with Brittany or they're with, uh, Demera who mm-hmm. was there in a professional manner. Sort <laughs> she was volunteering, but she yeah. was there because of her particular her speciality, her particular set of skills. <laughs> exactly. So, um, it it was that way. They they were quiet, and I was thinking about that. And I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like it was that way mm-hmm. because for some of these young ladies, I think it was the first time they were in a peaceful environment for, in a long while. I think they had their issues. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but. The team, the staff came together and they're like, we're creating an environment of peace. Yeah. We're creating an environment of, of hope and the leaders, like the, 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 the leaders for these girls, the counselors for these girls rocked it out. Oh my gosh. Love them to death. And, um, I think that's why we had that, that quietness. Well, and it kind of makes sense with 
the counselors Mm because that the people who had direct contact with specific children Mm -hmm. were called counselors and we only had one counselor who had more than one kid so for the most part it was one counselor to one kid right um and all of those women are very peaceful women yeah like they have their moments they they laugh they giggle they get loud you know like you do but all of those women carry with them a spirit of peace. Yes. And so I think that may have been part of it. It's a huge part of it. Um, I think. It was, it was great. Honestly, like it was just a lot of, it was a lot of fun, which sounds weird because you're there to serve. You're not there to have fun, mm-hmm. but especially for the girls camp, mm-hmm. I feel like we got to know some of the girls mm-hmm. and they're really great kids. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Like, they're, I would be happy to talk to any one of them. I'm not sure the legalities of all that, <laughs> right. but like just, you know, sit down and, Hey, how's your life? What's going on? And yeah. just chit chat with them. Exactly. Um, we connected with uh, one or two in particular. Mm-hmm. So we had one girl who loved anime. <laughs> and so we instantly bonded over that instant bonding. It was funny because she was calling everybody at the camp by anime names. Yeah. And so I could tell who she actually liked <laughs> based on what names she called them. Like one of them, I'm like, oh, why'd you choose that name? <laughs> like, what's going on there, love? <laughs> like, why do you think they relate to that character? <laughs> and so, but we were able to kind of connect with her on a better level with that. Um, yeah. One young lady was an artist. Yeah. We were able to, and she, she in particular did not really want to be there. And I think that's, that's something I want to point out before we get really into some of the stories about these, about these young people was some of these kids, they weren't coming in with the best of mindsets. Um, some of them were coming in the one you just, you're, you're talking about. She came in kind of rough. Like she, uh, we, we said that we actually had a chance to talk with her caseworker. Um, yeah. um, at the drop-off point, um, and um, she had a rough start to the day. Yeah. She was in an attitude. She wasn't happy. She didn't want to necessarily want to be there at the moment. And I'm sitting there going, I mean, the Lord's going to move in her life, but this is the one that's going to be, she, we're going to have to work on her. Because the rest of the girls that came in, for the most part, either they had been through RFK, yeah. or they were just in a better mood. This young lady was not having it. At all. But what happened at the drop-off point? She... Kind of was sitting off to the side Mm -hmm. and you doing what you do, um, went over to talk to her with one of the other leaders, uh, T who's like we say was over challenge course, which Mm -hmm. was the games. Um, and so y'all were, were talking to her and you, I don't even know how it happened because I was taking another kid's picture. Mm -hmm. Um, but somehow it came out that T cannot draw a stick figure. Yeah. And Lord, he can't. Um, <laughs> and so you both convinced her to teach T to draw. And mm-hmm. it kind of, that was the first instance of seeing some of her true personality, not the I'm mad, not the I'm upset, not the I got to be tough in front I of I got to be tough in front of these people I don't know. Um, because it very much was the, the whole I don't know you. I'm mm-hmm. going to be tough and act tough. It's like a armadillo tough on the outside, squishy on the inside. Roll roll up real tight to keep safe. (laughs) She'd probably kill me and roll her eyes at me for saying that. Probably would. 
but we're, she's probably never going to listen to this. <laughs> we'll be fine. It's good. Um, but it was interesting to watch her kind of open up and mm. see, and she really ended up being a leader in the group mm-hmm. by the end of things. Yeah. So you had, we had a couple of the quieter girls. Mm-hmm. Um, one young lady didn't show up until later. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she was real, real quiet, real non-expressive. Yeah. Um, and again, Dallas and I don't know a lot about these kids' stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't, we were not on a need to know basis for a lot of things. Yeah. That's understandable. We pieced some things together from talking with them, but we didn't have the ins and outs. And to be honest, a lot of our campers are not our leaders. They weren't given a, an excessive amount of ins and right. outs. Um, our job wasn't there to fix them. It was there yeah. to love them. Yeah. And that's part of the thing. It's, we were just loving them where they were at. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, she, one young lady was just very non-expressive. And by the second day, we, for the girls, we did, for both camps, we did a night where it was a, a big event. Right. Um, so for the girls, we did a masquerade. Oh, I love the story. We got a bunch of, a, almost 150 dresses. Wow. Like prom dresses, mm-hmm. real fancy, nice stuff, dresses right. donated. Um, all different sizes. Like I could have gone up there and worn one of the dresses. They had them in my size. Oh, that's cool. Because the people donating it didn't know what size these girls were going to be. Right. So you had everything from itty bitty to I'm a full grown and very curvy woman. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but Cassie and I, Cassie was a young lady on our photography team. We're up there in the room because we got hairdressers to come makeup artists artists to come and do the girls' hair, do the girls' makeup. And they had taken all the mirrors out of the room. So the girls didn't know how they looked. They knew what their dress looked like. Mm -hmm. And they kind of talked with the makeup artist about how they wanted their makeup done. And then um, talked with the hairstylist about how they wanted it done. But then they, for some of them, the ones that really wanted it, mm-hmm. they would do a reveal where they'd lift up something over the mirror. Right. And I, I hate that we didn't get in. I didn't get any pictures of it. <laughs> um, just because the mirror was in a really weird spot. I couldn't yeah. get over there um, without getting other kids in the picture. Right. And... There's this one little girl, the one who was very non-expressive, and she she'd kind of been into it and doing things, but in a general whole, she just wasn't super excited. Right. Um, and she was one of the ones that we had a really hard time getting pictures of her smiling. Mm. And Cass and I are in there, we're doing our thing, and she had gotten her dress and she'd gotten her makeup done and she got her hair done and they showed her herself <laughs> and she just is looking at herself almost in awe. Yeah. Like it's that look of, oh my God, that's me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she turned and she looked at me and went, can I have my picture taken? <laughs> yes, right now. Let's go, sweetheart. <laughs> I think Cassie and I almost started crying right there just because we realized that, you know, because again, the girls were kind of dodging the cameras yeah. the whole time, like they do. Like they do. They're they're teenage girls. They do that. <laughs> um, but we kind of realized that she felt beautiful. Yeah. And that we were able to help her with that. Well, one of them had even said like she's never had the opportunity to look through dresses like this. Yeah. 
and to to go through this type of experience ever. They did have the opportunity to look through dresses, to try on dresses. We had um, our pastor's wife as a seamstress, mm-hmm. and she was there pinning dresses, not not sewing and cutting, but like pinning hems and mm-hmm. making sure that that everything fit right. Mm-hmm. And so if a little girl didn't like how the dress fit, didn't like it, she'd go and pick another one. Right. Like we had enough dresses right. that they were not, okay, this is the only dress in your size. Right. So. Exactly. So. It was a great thing. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> and um, I don't know, like the, the girls really seemed to be lit up about uh, throughout the entire process. Um, after, during that, that night, we had one young lady that just, just struggling with it, but for the most part, mm-hmm. all these young ladies really felt loved. They lit up during this time frame, and it was a great time. Um, lots of tears on, on the day to go home. Yeah. Lots and lots of tears. So the last day we had, um, for the girls' camp, we had one young lady who accepted Christ. Yeah. And she had been part of the Royal Kids' camp, and... For years, and it's it really was a great example of, you know, somebody plants the seed, somebody tends to the seed, somebody reaps the the harvest. Mm -hmm. We got to reap the harvest, right? Not belittling anything that RFK had done. They for years sowed into this young lady, and Mm -hmm. she, we we were able to help walk her through that in a bathroom. Yeah, Um, (laughs) (laughs) and so. It anywhere, also, <laughs> anywhere, God's anywhere. It also led to another, another thing because she got saved in the throne room. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Dallas, <laughs> terrible. I love it. <laughs> we had another um, situation that same day. I say mm-hmm. situation. We had another young lady come to Christ. Yeah, but it was interesting, and it kind of taught us a lesson on how we say things mm-hmm. because she did not know what the phrase saved meant yeah like she just didn't understand it Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if she was an rfk kid um but she did not understand the concept a lot of things that had been said she just didn't understand Mm -hmm. she thought when we were celebrating the other young lady because they came out of the bathroom and it was it was breakfast i think Mm -hmm. and they made a they were like hey do you mind if we we tell everybody and she goes, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, Hey everybody, so-and-so just got saved. And all the adults are cheering and the girls are kind of going, oh, yay. she thought that she had gotten adopted. Yeah. Like that's what she thought. Yeah. In her world, in her mindset, that's what that means. Yeah. And so, um, they, they broke it down for her. <laughs> broke it down for her. I don't know who who it was, but somebody broke it down for her. And once she had an understanding of salvation, she was like, yes, I want this. I think that's an important lesson, though, also for um, everyone who's listening and everyone out there. Sometimes our Christian knees is actually the barrier for salvation. Because we're so used to saying things to people who understand it. Right. Even though this camp was taking place, like it was, it's a Christian camp, and people have a Christian mindset. Everyone that served the camp, they're they're basically church folk. This is common terminology: saved, salvation. Right. But these young ladies, some even though we're in the Bible Belt, ladies and gentlemen, like that's where we're at. Yeah. 
some of these young ladies and they, these are young ladies. They come from all over the place. They weren't from our area. Um, they didn't understand that necessarily. And there's a lot of people maybe in your life who they don't understand what the word saved really means and what's involved. And so it was really cool to hear that, uh, a, the first young lady got saved, Yeah. but our team was willing to go, Oh, you're not getting, let us break this down. Let us, let us go beyond ourselves mm-hmm. and go, Hey, let me make sure you understand what we're saying. Yeah. And so I appreciated that. Well, and it was it was really cool. So all that happened at breakfast. And we had the time frame where basically it's the service. They do worship, they bring the word, and they changed it up a little bit. And this is what I appreciate about Brittany and Logan is mm-hmm. that they're willing to go, hey, this is not working as well as it could. Let's adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, because... We were we had been doing it where like the lights were dimmed and we're sitting in the chairs that are all lined up like pews mm-hmm. and somebody's up at the front and so they they changed that for for boys, mm-hmm. um, but in the girls the last day everything was put all in a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the worship team sitting in a chair playing yeah. the guitar, and then by for the lesson portion, the young lady who accepted Christ in the bathroom asked had asked beforehand if she could share mm-hmm. basically her testimony she mm-hmm. didn't have the words for it but that's yeah. what it was and so she shared and it was powerful yeah you know it's the young ladies who didn't specifically go i i need god mm-hmm. they were still being moved yeah you could visibly see that they were going She's because she shared details mm. about her her past. They were going. This is somebody that knows. Yeah. That purposefully is telling me this. They've been through what I've been through. Right. Maybe I should consider this. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, anything else you want to share about the girls' camp? Um. It was. I. I wanted to bring them all home. <laughs> I really did. Maybe not all of them because one or two of them at the drop off had the opportunity to talk to their, their foster parents. Mm -hmm. There's one young lady in particular that I'm like, she's her foster parents really seemed invested and seemed like good people. I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems like she's in a real good spot. Yeah. And Um, I want to, I'm glad you said that because I do want to make sure I feel like sometimes we talk about these things, people like, Oh my gosh, these kids are just in like trash situations. And some of them are, yeah. Some of them, though, they're literally like one young lady was about to be adopted. Yeah. And the next week, the next week. But these some of these kids, they've been through terrible things. Yeah. But things are getting better. A couple of them are about to have a, a, a brand new forever home. Yeah. And it's a good situation. And yes. so um, some of these young ladies, it's. We're praying for them still today. Those are the ones I wanted to bring home. Right. I'm like, I have a bedroom. You can stay there. I will turn my office into another bedroom. Um, but clearly we're we're just not in a point for that. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, cool beans. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about the guys camp that happened just a week and a half later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll catch you guys on the flip side of this break. You know... I'm the kaiju guy now, thanks to the Monster Island Film Fault, but before that I was the superhero guy. I wonder if there's a way I could combine those. Hey, Nathan. Uh, Travis from Kaiju Weekly? Yeah, 
I'm here because I need a co-host for a new Toku Heroes podcast. Oh, what's it called? Him. Shin. Standing by. Complete. That's right, heroes. We are the Henshin Men, a Tokusatsu superheroes appreciation podcast. Join us as we watch several episodes of a TV series from the wide world of Henshin heroes and discuss their merits and cultural significance. Starting with one of my all-time favorites, the original Kamen Rider from 1971. We'll give out awards for things like the best action scenes and crazy what the Henshin moments. So hear us every Monday in your favorite podcatcher to get your weekly rider kicks. Gotta go, because we only have a minute to henshin it. All right, and we're back. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for us to this podcast as we're talking about Teen Reach Adventure Camp. And um, in the first half, like we said, we talked about the girls' camp. In the second half of this conversation, we're going to be talking about the boys' camp, which, uh, to be honest, was a little bit different. A little um, bit different. Played out a little bit differently, and I and God really moved in some major oh, yeah. ways uh, through it. But before we get to what happened during the camp, I really feel like we need to give you guys some setup, kind of walk you through what led to this camp. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, the team that serves this camp, it's volunteers from all over the place. Like I didn't know half the majority of the people who helped serve in either one of these camps. Right. Um, uh, to be honest, we were asked to help serve in this camp because Brittany and Logan just need somebody to do photography and we do photography. We, we do photography. <laughs> and so they're like, Hey, you do this, help us out. So right. Well, cool. We can do that. Um, but there's so many great people who served in this camp and there were so many great people who were supposed to serve in the boys camp. Yes. However, who, um, there were, I think it was like five or seven leaders. It was, yeah, you're right. It was about seven different leaders. Right. They all went to the same church. Yeah. And um, they all got sick at the same time. And they weren't able to serve in this camp. And so, um, Brittany and Logan and Jaron and Sierra, they, they kind of scrambled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And several, th- I want I want to make sure you understand, everyone who serves the camp has been trained to serve the camp. Yes. Like we all, like you don't get to serve, you don't just be like, I want to work in the camp. Like everyone has to go through certain training. Certain. Some people were just in the midst of the training, they're, they were also going to be involved with specifically work with kids. So they had to reach out. Several people who were supposed to be staff, um, not necessarily counselors, but staff, suddenly had to take a step, a next step in their life. (laughs) A next step in their moment. In their moment and serve some kids in a real way. And then there were some other people who have, uh, they're connected to track, they're connected to RFK, drove from Texas um, to come be part of this camp to help serve these kids. Which it's also really important to say that those, those people who drove from Texas specifically, but also anybody who had stepped up, in order to work directly with the camp, not only did you have to get training, but you also had to have a background check. Right. Everyone had to get background checks. Um, so it worked really great because the people who drove from Texas had been volunteering with RFK. So they just were able to transfer the paperwork. of right. They had already had a background check this year. Right. 
So there was a lot that went into this very first round of it. Um, and also, <laughs> on the back end of the girls' camp, there was a lot of people suddenly signed up for the boys' camp. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, they had almost double the number of te- boys they were supposed to have originally. And some of it, I think, because we had a lot of guys in the boys' camp that had siblings or family mm-hmm. that had been at the girls' camp. Mm-hmm. I think that some of those girls went home and shared what had happened. I don't know. I know that... Um, there's apparently a couple of Facebook groups that talk about what's there for oh, kids. Well, that makes sense. And I heard that, I think I heard that basically a post was made. Good. Yeah. So, um, day one, it's the boys. And this, again, this is different. Celeste and I were running the media department. Um, the first round, it was Celeste, myself, um, Cassie. Yes. And Brian. Yes. That was for the girls camp. And um, it was great. It's fantastic. Round two comes around. Brian has to take a step and he becomes a counselor. Because <laughs> they needed him desperately. <laughs> Celeste is only able to work in the evenings because Celeste um, works very hard. <laughs> because my job was unable to let me off for both weeks. Exactly. And we knew there was going to be some sensitive situations where Brian and Dallas couldn't go. So I chose the girls camp. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, man, (laughs) it's just me and Cassie. That's it. And um, so. You snagged Damara. I did. Well, I was about to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I, uh, my sister, Damara, who is a licensed professional counselor, she's serving the camp as what they call a B-spec, which I never understood what that stood for. Uh, She's basically there just in case any of these kids have an issue that none of the rest of us are qualified to handle um, because she is so and able to contact the appropriate people to do what needs to be done. Exactly. So, but my Demera, but Demera, my Demera, (laughs) Demera, is also a, a photographer of sorts. And so I was like, Tamara, I'm going to give you a camera. <laughs> so Tamara helped out with the picture taking also. And so um, the team was a little bit low, but we worked it out. Yeah. And they won the camp. Um, it was, we, we were at the drop-off point and uh, it's a different drop-off point. Um, and so um, just had to get some stuff, get some structure stuff, figure out what we're going to do. Some of the boys start showing up, and a couple boys had been to, been to RFK before, mm-hmm. so they kind of had a feel for things. Some had not. Uh, it was an experience for them, <laughs> but everyone was chilled. Everyone was pretty much was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. A couple boys were real shy, reserved, and we we talked, we played, we did some stuff, and um, we got to the camp. Uh, again, we take them from one from the drop off point to the um, the location of the camp, and the boys got off, off the bus. And when I tell you that these boys were paired up with the perfect person. Yes. For every single kid. I mean, they were paired up with the perfect person. Like as, as phenomenal as our ladies did with being counselors, Mm -hmm. these guys, like it, Brittany and Logan could not have divided up themselves. Mm -hmm. God had to direct them because had any one of those kids gone to a different counselor, it could have been drastically bad. Oh yeah. And not not necessarily bad, but just wouldn't have been as successful in my opinion. Well, yes. Not successful. It would have been bad. (laughs) Not successful (laughs) equals bad to me. So, (laughs) but like, like, and I'm, I'm only because I'm using this example because Brian is 
probably my best friend. Um, it's definitely one of them. Yeah, one of my best friends. Um, if I were to say that I had a brother, uh, Brian would be a brother. Yes. Um, and um, Brian's kid, the kid that he got, that uh, he was a counselor to, man, they connected. Like when they, at the drop-off point, the kid was not really connecting. He was kind of, eh, wasn't really feeling things. And then he met Brian. Yeah. And the night before, everyone makes a sign. Like Brian meets with um, Logan and Brittany and Damara and and our uh, DCFS rep right. as well. And uh, they kind of lay out who the kid is. Damara lays out the um, the mental side of things. Hey, this is what's ha- this is what you need to look out for. Da, da, yeah. da. And here's any, their interest. Any triggers that might happen. Yeah. And then Brian had to go back and make a poster for this kid to welcome him to camp using this information. And apparently the kid's kind of geeky. We can hang with that. Brian, he's a geek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny because we were about to leave um, to go home because we didn't stay at the campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, Brian comes rushing in with a marker. And he goes, who knows how to draw a dragon eye? Because I don't. <laughs> I was like, I got you. What he are we doing? so into it. He was so into it. It, it was, was great. So, it was so good. It's so Brian connected with this kid on a real way. And the kid, um, man, he was just beaming the entire time. Yeah, he this, was. This kid was just lit the entire stinking time as he connected. In a good with, way. Yeah, in a good way. With Brian and some of the other uh, leaders and everything. Like God really moved. And then the couple of leaders who had to step up last minute, mm-hmm. the kids they were paired up with, man, they were just on it. They were, they were patient. They were peaceful. We had a couple of kids who were a little bit wild uh, <laughs> as they were working through their stuff. Yes. And the leaders, man, just a soft touch. Yeah. With love and grace, with every aspect of it. So much patience. It was, it was a really, it was a wonder to watch. It was. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, because I don't know if you're going to share too much about day two, but for the guys' big event, we did a, what they call it, a beast feast. Yeah, the beast um, feast. <laughs> and everything was like medieval times. We had some Demera and um, another young lady named Lizzie who decorated it phenomenally. Oh, yeah. They had some help. I think Cassie helped. Yeah. Um, but it looked amazing. We got swords and such donated, which we actually need to return one of the yeah. battle axes. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the swords, I, I do want to do this. Um, we I put out a thing on Facebook asking for some help. Um, just need some swords for it. And I yeah. want to think, I, his name is Joe uh, Martinez, and he's a pastor up in Arkansas. Yeah. And uh, Joe. Him and his wife. Yeah, just fantastic people. <laughs> just absolutely fantastic people. Uh, because Joe, um, he helped us out in a big way. He did. Um, he, um, his wife met us down here in, in Shreveport with um, basically everything we would need. He apparently had, he, he had a collection of swords um, um, from Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which are just cool looking. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so, some of them almost are, are not going back. I'm going to give them back. We're giving them back, Joe. <laughs> but I, I don't want to. <laughs> so they were they were amazing. You, and those who know me, I'm a big sword nut. Oh, yeah. I, I love swords. My dream is to own like a legit full tank katana. Um, but it was just cool. And but 
this the overwhelming love of people going, we want to make this cool. We yes. want the boys to enjoy this. We had, apparently Shreveport has a bagpipe club. Yeah. We <laughs> didn't know this. And it's, it's people who play the bagpipes. And so we had what was it, four bagpipes and three drums yeah. going when the boys marched in. Because the kids didn't hadn't seen the room right. where we had decorated and made everything nice. Same thing with the masquerade. Mm-hmm. Um, the young ladies, they were escorted in by some of the male ca- uh, volunteers. Right. The the guys, they, they, marched in. they had their signs they had for their, their team teams. flags. <laughs> and they marched in and were yelling like it was Braveheart. I know, right? It but, was awesome. <laughs> but for them, because in order to take safe pictures, which when we post this in The Devoted Geek Life, I have some safe pictures that I'm going to put in there so that you can kind of see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're all safe. You won't be able to tell which kid's what. But... We do want you to get to see that. But for the guys, instead of doing masks, we did war paint, Mm -hmm. which as someone who likes to do cosplay and likes to do (laughs) that type of thing, I was excited. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we were able to get kind of creative with it. Uh, But one one counselor in particular, and this is why I brought this up, Mm -hmm. he's just not into this yeah he was not feeling this (laughs) This is not his thing (laughs) but i admire him because he sat down in my chair for me to do his war paint Mm -hmm. and he had told his kid to do whatever Mm -hmm. like you pick and i will i will do it and so i looked at him after the kid told me what what he wanted him to do and i go you ready for this and he goes not really but let's go (laughs) Like it was the only time I ever saw him not hyped. Right. And I'm like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Like I'm, I'm the person to, if you're going to not be hyped for a minute, I'm an adult. It's okay. Right. You can do that with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he, man, and it was, his was particularly interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the kids, they really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And um, they kind of got into it. And the whole thing, the whole night was about affirming them as young men. And we actually had a knighting ceremony. And what was cool about it was um, their counselors were the ones who knighted them. And they gave them a knight name based off of something that they saw in these kids. Yeah. And it was really affirming and everything. But, um, again, some of the kids going into it, they're like, "Uh, I don't know. There was one one young man who... um, he had his struggles. He was kind of, he was real new to his situation. And, um, and he, he just, he bumped heads with folks to be honest. And, uh, we're, we needed to do the the paint and he didn't want to do it. And I sat down with him and said, Hey man, come on. You know, (laughs) I just talked to him for, for a couple of minutes and encouraged him. Hey man, like, you know, this is just for all of us doing together. It's going to be fun. And, and he, he eventually got up there and, all right fine we'll do it and so we go in there and uh y'all painted him up mm-hmm. dude look look like a uh, he looked like an aztec warrior ready he really to go did. and and he had a blast like the, the 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 meal when the food came out and the guys were chanting and cheering and then we took some pictures with the boys all warrior like they loved it yeah. and he lit up even during that time frame yeah so it's it was it was good so the boys were definitely louder. Yeah, they were. Like, just as a general whole, they were louder. Much louder. Um, but at the same time, it was good. We mm-hmm. had a football player yeah. come out 
and come play kickball with like the boys. A, a professional, like uh, Kansas City Chiefs football player, came down. So I don't know. We might be able be allowed to say his name. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, JJ Sneed. Yeah, is now my new favorite football player, even though I don't <laughs> football. Because man, he was just great with the kids. He like, was. He walk, kind of walked up. He showed up a little later because he'd come in from out of town. And the kids were playing water kickball, which mm. was basically all the bases were were pools. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we had water slides leading to them. And by water slides, we we mean tarps yeah. that were wet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're water slides. Yeah, water. It's a water slide. Um, and so he kind of stood there for a minute. And then all of a sudden, he's in the outfield. Yeah. And we're like, what? And like, he's he's not dressed for this. No, but he's going after he's it. He's going after it. I literally watched him at one point let a kid make it to base. <laughs> he stopped and held the ball over them and looked at them like, yeah. I could have got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like, man, he's just a great guy. Yeah. Spent several hours talking to the kids, signing their shirts, signing their hats. Footballs. Little mini footballs that I don't know if, if track bought them or if he brought them. But I don't know, but it was awesome. He he was great. Yeah, the kids lit up. A couple of the boys really knew who he was, and they yeah. were excited. And uh, I, 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 I appreciate that he was humble about it. Like, he's wearing, like, some expensive clothing. Yeah. Like, like you do when you're in a position like he is. And my dude, like... Cause he knew the kid he's running with these kids yeah. and he's hamming up. He, he jumped and floated in the air. He did. It was beautiful. And splashed in the pool with these kids. The he kids even, were freaking out. He even like, he did a twist and landed on his back, <laughs> <laughs> which may have just been, he didn't want water on his face, I don't know. but it was funny. But he, I appreciated it. Yeah. He was great. They, um, his girlfriend was with him and she and I were talking at one mm. point and they anybody who came on campus who hadn't been through a background check had to sign a waiver mm-hmm. saying that they would not share where the camp was they wouldn't share who they'd seen any details about the kids right and so they when they first came hadn't initially signed it because right. we knew that they were coming we they knew they were going to have to sign it it was just a let them let him go play with the kids right, right. we'll deal with the paperwork later and so Brittany had handed it the paperwork to her. And so she's hollering at him. Hey, mm-hmm. I need you to come do this. And he's like, just a few more minutes, <laughs> like loving interacting with these kids. Yeah, it was good. And these kids needed it. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a couple stories that came out of this camp. Uh, one specifically just really hit me. Um, one of the leaders was talking with a kid and he goes, how much you get paid to do this? He's like, what? He goes, how much are they paying you to do this? It's like, bro, no, nothing. Like, we're not, we're not getting paid. Like, we're all volunteers here. Nobody's getting paid for this. And the kid was blown away. Yeah. Because for this kid, in his mindset, people only spent time with them if they were getting paid. Yeah. Whether it's a caseworker, whether it's um, a social worker of some sort, a whether a teacher. Um, um, and I, and I, I put this out on TikTok, and um, and somebody had mentioned something, but I want to make sure I say this correctly. Um Foster parents are, they do get subsidies from the government. Yes. And there's some amazing foster parents out there. Absolutely. This kid had not had those. Yeah. And in his mindset, they're just getting a paycheck to spend time with them. Yep. And he was blown away that all these leaders, all these adults were on campus just to spend time with them. Yeah. Just to love them where he's at just to encourage him where he's at, 
um, and, and he and 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 be okay. Yeah, we didn't want anything in return. There were no strings attached. We were exactly. just here to love the kid. Now we got benefits because yeah. we got to watch God move in their lives. Yeah, we got to to watch them grin <laughs> so big, so big. Um, we had part of what our job was, was we were taking pictures, what we call safe photos Mm -hmm. of each kid, where it's just that kid and either adults that are allowed to be in the book Mm -hmm. or just themselves. Cause we couldn't send pictures home of other campers with one particular camper. Um, Like it had to be just their face in order to protect everybody. Exactly. And so, um, we didn't we didn't pass out the books for the girls camp but for the guys camp and and I'm glad that Brittany made this change mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming it was Brittany Brittany's the one who told me <laughs> so she's getting saddled with it even if it wasn't her idea right. um, that the photography team would hand out the books mm-hmm. and watching the kids look at the books and take the books from us was mm-hmm. great oh, yeah. there was one kid who was very vocal about when he didn't like something, <laughs> he would look at you and go, I don't like it. And right. it was good. Yeah. Like he wasn't complaining. Right. He wasn't trying to be rude. And that was generally the end of it. Right. He would just go, I don't like it. You go, okay. Yeah. And he'd move on. And for context, he was, he was on the autistic scale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I handed him specifically his book <laughs> and he looked at me and he looked at the book and then he looked at me and goes, I like it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad. And I walked away. <laughs> so. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah. And uh, I think the boys benefited a lot. Some of the kids, like I said, there there was some rubbing of heads. Yeah. And a couple of these guys. A lot of testosterone. A lot of testosterone. But it wasn't just that. Like, these boys were really working through some stuff. Yeah. And the, 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 the men who surrounded these boys. Oh, my gosh. Knocked out of the park. They did so good. They great. let the boys have a bad moment and loved them through it. Mm-hmm. And helped them keep going through. Even yeah. even some of our more difficult boys, the counselors, while they were frustrated, mm-hmm. never, I never saw them get angry with the kid. No, never. Never expressed that. Um, and even when they were upset, it was more of a, what am I doing wrong? Right. Not a, not that they were taking the blame of this entire kid's issues, but right. just a, what can I do better to make this work? Exactly. And again, that's, I wanted to shout out my sister because Damara was on campus for those guys. Yeah. There was one guy that he was, just, he was just a brick wall with this young boy and he didn't understand why. So they brought Damara in and Damara chatted with the kid and goes, okay, here's the deal. And Damara equipped the guy. Hey, mm-hmm. this is what you need to do. This is what's happening. And it was gold. Damara's like, you're already doing great. You've already done stuff that needs to happen. Just keep going with this type of stuff. They adjusted and they rocked it out. Yeah, it was fantastic. The the uh, Logan said it into in the first meeting um, before the the guys camp. The blessed are the flexible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the the flexibility, which again, none of these guys, maybe two of them, were yeah. originally supposed to be counselors, <laughs> and they did phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, Celeste. Um, if you had to take away something from this camp, what's the biggest takeaway for you that you saw? Sometimes just loving on a kid 
is enough. Mm-hmm. We can't fix their situation. Right. We can't make it better. Right. But we can love them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my, my big takeaway, kind of similar to that, is um, we don't know where these kids are. Yeah. We don't know. We didn't know most of their backgrounds. We piece some stuff together, but we don't know where they're at. Yeah. Like, like just mentally, spiritually, physically, we don't know what they've been through. And we didn't need to know to love them. No. I feel like some people feel like they need to have the ins and outs to love a person, to show them love, to show them grace. But you don't. Now, again, with these teenagers, we had to bring some corrections, some stuff lovingly. Right. Just didn't let them run wild. Right. <laughs> this isn't the children of the fly or whatever it is. Lord of the flies. Lord of the this flies. Is not Lord of the flies. <laughs> but we didn't need to know a lot of stuff. There's some stuff we need to know just so we can handle the situations. Right. But these kids just needed us to love them where they were at. And I would encourage you guys listening. There are people in your life. They just need you to love them where they're at. Mm -hmm. You don't need, and with no strings attached, no propaganda, not trying to do anything. Not being paid. Not being paid. You know, as Christians, yes, we're, 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 we're loving people who want them to go to heaven. But in the moment, just love them, show them Jesus, show them Christ. Show him his love and grace in the moment where they're at, no yeah. matter what's happening. Because the reality is, is that Jesus loves them. Exactly. In their mess, in their crap, he loves them. Right. And he's not loving them so that they will join his team, so they'll accept his salvation. Mm-hmm. He's loving them because he loves them. Right. And so we need to do the same. Right. Now. Holy Spirit draws people to repentance. Absolutely. He draws on salvation. Let Holy Spirit do that. You're you're not Holy Spirit. You're an agent of Christ to show his love, his grace. Present the truth, yes, but in love and grace. So that's my big takeaway from it. Yeah. All right. Well, Celeste, why don't you land this plane? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review, or any of your other podcast catchers. Until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love.